technology has not always lived up to its promise of making our working lives easier and saving us time. Take the humble typewriter, a machine for typing letters. Whereas the latest office suite has us creating multimedia presentations, projecting next year's profits, booking meetings, and wading through a growing inbox of emails from people that have clearly forgotten how to use a phone. I'm trying to end this with a witty anecdote about how technology has really helped us in the office. But then my computer crashed. Twice. Hi Heidi and hi Brent. Hello there. Hi. So this is going to be an IT with a silent SH episode. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. It is interesting that they haven't changed that icon to a cloud or something. There's still oh, yeah. a yeah. little disk that no one knows what that symbol means. So what we're talking about is that save icon at the top of most software, certainly within sort of like Microsoft Office is probably where most people would see it. Let me just get a little bit nerdy. It's actually designed to look like a thing called a floppy disk. Old technology that would hold, wait for it, a massive 1.4 megabytes of data. They would slot into a drive on the front of the computer and just to give you a sense of how old these things are, Apple started removing these drives from their computers way back in the late 90s. Uh, 1.4 megabytes, everyone. Absolutely yes. amazing. And your phone in your pocket holds 150? Gigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is this a story? This is kind of fascinating. The newest, latest, and greatest out of Japan, and we generally rate Japan as a high-tech country, yeah. is that their government has declared war against floppy disks. Because even though they aren't being sold, yeah. most places you can't buy them, they are unsecured technology, they are still required process steps across hundreds of interactions, if not thousands, within the Japan government. Why? The even more interesting part is there are people advocating to keep them. If, I, if I'm a, a, a Japanese civil servant and I have to fill out a particular form or compile a report, is part of that report has to go a floppy disk. Is that what we're saying? That there's something on that disk that is part of that deliverable? There's still a requirement to utilize them. It is a requirement in some, in some processes to use fax or floppy disk because there is a visceral, emotional feeling of greater security because there is paper involved and not bits and bytes. The disk, you have a physical something, yeah. even though it's yeah. not actually physically there. Uh, it can be erased with any small magnet. <laughs> <laughs> any, any static will erase your yeah. data. But I think what it is, is there's still this, I'm holding something. I have a physical piece of information. If we were talking about, we want to isolate ourselves from the network. We want to cut ourselves off so we don't risk being hacked. Fair enough. Still not a foolproof way. My next door neighbor works in security and there's many a way to get onto a system that's actually a, a closed network. Mm -hmm. Yes. I could understand yeah. that. But then if you're going to do that, why not just move the technology to USB like flash drives? Yeah. I'm trying to actually figure out how do they connect a floppy drive to modern computers? 
Is there a USB floppy drive? Does anybody make floppy drives anymore? Let alone the disks. Yeah, I'm sure Verbatim still makes them and sells them to the Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that we always talk about with our clients is this dichotomy between the technical and the emotional or the logical and the emotional. Right. And I think that this is a fantastic illustration because we can sit here until the cows come home and debate how insane this low-tech technology is and get rid of it. There is no logical business case for it, which leaves you only with the statement of why are they so emotional about this choice? Yeah. And what is the connection that's creating this change resistance? That was the reaction one that I had. But it really made me think about how emotional we can be about changing from the familiar. Right. And Japan as a culture is a culture that has a different script. They have a long tradition of imprint stamps. These, and I'm, pardon my lack of knowledge about Japan, but they have large seals that they use on very formalized documents. Right. So there is a culture of concrete and paper that exceeds what we have in the West. Yeah, yeah. Put all of those excuses out there, you still circle around from the rational side to that's obsolete technology, get rid of it. You know, in other discussions, in other podcasts, we've discussed this idea of, you know, once you've got an established workflow and it works, why do you need to sort of break it or change it? Is there an essence of that there or is it, well... A change would mean it becomes better. Recently, we've been working with different government offices in Europe, and it's been interesting to see how European bureaucracy has often leapfrogged out of the analog age and has put all types of services on apps and portals. Right. So there is a chance to advance, and it could be a reliance on something that works. And as long as it works, there's no good motivation to change. But again, as Brent said, I'd love to know where they're sourcing the floppy disks from. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be an issue. I mean, they must be paying a pretty penny for those floppy disks now. Yeah, they can't be cheap. No. When you do something for a long period of time, it becomes the norm and you become comfortable with it. You have, like Heidi said, that emotional connection to it. And you start hearing the phrase, we've always done it this way. Well, actually, you haven't always done it this way. You've done it this way for a period of time. Before that, there was a different way. So you've changed once over the last 40 years. Right, yeah. Time to change again. As you have an aging workforce, it may be harder to get them to accept change. And that emotional need for something new isn't really there as it is with younger employees and younger staff and a younger bureaucracy. Right. It is a change-resistant culture. And we've seen that in their response to COVID. They have still not fully reopened from COVID, although they are highly vaccinated and it is reasonably low risk. So they are a change resistant culture. But I bookmark this case next time I need to go in and do a change intervention in an organization. A rational business case won't necessarily buy me anything 
in the face of cultural resistance and in the face of an emotional attachment because you would think that the money alone that they could save by getting rid of them yeah, yeah. would make a solid reason for ditching them. And there's also this bit of a paradox with Japanese culture. I mean, they, they brought us the Prius. Yeah, true. And you thought, my God, these, these guys are ahead of the game mm-hmm. by decades. And now where's their electric car? They're losing the EV race. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you get that sense within an organization that there's an emotional attachment to just this is the way it is and that we're comfortable with this, you need to think about asking an IT department or a consultant to get rid of your floppy disks. Change <laughs> management ideology uses the phrase of the burning platform. People will only jump from the burning platform when their feet start catching fire. Take that metaphor, which I'm not a fan of, and apply it in this case, and you think, the platform burned down 10 years ago, and they still don't care. (laughs) Uh, And I, I would love to say that we've all moved on to new technology and better ways of doing things. We still have people that request and require us to fax things to them. In the United States, clients. I, I do not own a fax machine. I use the computer to then yeah. fax yeah. their yeah. document to their fax machine. Mm. That's the IRS, isn't it? There's no email addresses. It's all the IRS. The IRS would rather you mail something to them. Oh. Yeah. And that way they can claim you're late and then charge you more on your yeah. late fees. We're looking at one culture, but we also need to look at ourselves and and realize yeah. that yeah. yeah, maybe we're not actually as advanced as we think we are. Or as adaptive. No. Yeah. And we were all pissed off when the 3.5 jack went from the iPhone. Yep. Yeah. Of all the things that we could fix in the world, everyone was pissed off about the headphone jack. Well, it was amazing that we, we didn't have our flip phones for so long because yeah. we went to the solid phone. And now we're back to a flip phone and the Samsung foldable. It's yeah. like, hmm. We do also lack the ability to innovate. The newest iPhone, the, the enhancement is the color. Woo! Thank you, Apple. I needed a green phone. It's got to be green. (laughs) So, Heidi, what have we got to uh, look forward to next week? Expiration dates. Food? Um, (laughs) We'll see. Well, thank you very much, Heidi. Thank you very much, Brent. See you guys next week. All right, see See you next week. week.